Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, high spots and kickouts proudly brings to you the greatest podcast episode in the world. <laughs> Dick and Clint, Ryan and Chunk, <coughs> no Mark and Brent. We're taking over. That was like kind of half-heartedly. What I just did? Yeah, I didn't want to scream in the microphone. Got a little bit of, got a little bit of a sore throat. I got you. Better off, brother. I've had a sinus infection all week. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Everybody has. I know it's whole bullshit. World. It's this weather. It's fucking with us. Solar flares hitting the world. And he works at a drugstore and won't buy drugs for yeah, himself. Around so. sick people all day long. He's sick. Yeah, and well, he bring it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, like I'm busy at work all day. And I don't think about it. Well, Chunky called podcast, me on the way home and he's like, in my house "Why don't you buy some medicine what? for it?" You <laughs> said we do need a podcast station. Day. I don't want yeah. it in my house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be over there breathing on your mics and shit. But I just bring drums in. Nasty. Fucking yeah, here coming here. It's your fucking light browns on there, just covered in germs. <laughs> uh, I don't ever get sick. Though, That's right, for the most part. It's because you're in it. They sick of it all day long. System of a stallion. Yeah, well, swam in the river stud. as a child. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Drink the river water. Got that good Illinois. Actually, iron I can kind of blame my sinus shit on Chunky. To be honest with you. Oh, oh here we go. Here we oh, go. That's boy. what I was about to say. Too. <laughs> all Chunky. Well, like I was in North Dakota. I never had sinus nothing in my life. I was in North Dakota, and fucking they don't got no grass or nothing up there. It's all fucking dust. And uh, but I still didn't have no problems. And then I came back for Chunky's wedding and shit, man. As soon as I got back into Iowa, like everything swelled the fuck up, and I had like real bad sinus shit. Yeah, I don't want to talk about what happened that week and shit. We we had like a good week long bender, but uh, that's what did it, not chunky. But when I got back up to North Dakota, fucking the dust and shit bothered me, and I've had sinuses, sinus shit ever since. So it's kind of chunky's fault, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. No, no, he didn't make you go on a bender. He did that on your own, and I bet yeah. you didn't wear a coat when it was nighttime. You didn't? Did you wear a coat? He never fucking does. We go to the bar. Son it's like bitch. fucking three degrees in January, and he doesn't have a coat on. Talking about him cold trying to smoke a cigarette and he looks at me I'm all bundled up with my hat and my gloves and my coat like look at me motherfucker I'm warm <laughs> but this is a wrestling podcast not a fucking health podcast so no. <laughs> we gotta talk about professional wrestling a little bit I suppose right should yeah. we yeah I mean it is a high spots kick out so right. uh, I feel like uh, AW had a good week did, I didn't really watch Dynamite this week I had to skip it I had some other other things going on and then I watched on the TNT app I guess because their ratings are so bad, TNT's not in any hurry to put it on their app because they still haven't put the new episode on there yet. And so I still I can't watch Collision on the TV. Or I guess it's T- TBS app. I'm sorry. 147,000 people watching it. They also yeah. haven't put TN, uh, Collision on the TNT app today either, though. So it's just because I guess it's, maybe it's... What it, what, well, uh, what show was it they had Von Erichs on? But, uh, both of them. They had them on Dynamite, which is with them when they debuted, which is pretty cool. But it has a lot to do with the movie coming, I do believe. Probably Tony's probably yeah. hoping to get some marketing off that, you know. Um, people to turn it on. I mean, it's uh, weird he had him featured in a segment with a person known for uh, putting fucking curses on people. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and your family has had like the Von Eric curse or whatever they yeah, call that's, it. That's for... fucking wild. Like Dan Housen's whole gimmick that he curses you and shit, and they were the. He was the helping same, them though, right? Instead of uh, I don't know, I didn't around. watch it, but uh, you know, Von, <laughs> Von Eric's all killed themselves and shit, like the Von Eric family curse. A lot of the brothers did anyway, all except for one. Well, the one got sick and died. He got sick and he got sick in uh, Japan or something. Had some kind of rare yeah. stomach flu. And well, he like broke well. his leg and was injured and shit too, right? Yeah, and then he got well. He got sick and then didn't get quite better from it. And he came back to the ring too soon, broke his leg, and then got an infection from his leg being broken. Um, it made him more sicker. And then he got some kind of like I said it caused him to have like a stroke almost, and like half his body went like like. But then he started wrestling wow. again. Well, then he went to Japan and died in a hotel room. Yeah, and he had some stomach flu. He got in Japan and it was from the, some kind of. Fishy or yeah, something. Yeah, they were right? eating at some restaurant. And he got sick and he ended up, he ended up dying. And 
diverticulitis. I mean, it's possible. Um, and then Kerry Von Erich, um, he unfortunately, uh, he got into an accident and broke his leg real bad. And then instead of Took rehabbing it. off, right? Well, no, he, he had his leg, he crushed his leg, but he was rehabbing it and he would have been fine. And he got high on like medication real bad, took a bunch of pills and decided he wanted something to eat and wasn't willing to wait for his wife to cook it. So he tried to get up and do it himself and broke the leg worse. And so they had to cut <laughs> it off. Um, stupid but and like the whole time he was in WWE, nobody knew he right. had fucking no leg. Motherfucker like, ended up wrestling foot, wrestled fucking barefoot too. Probably four, four or five years after what? that, he wrestled. Yeah, um, with one leg, and then he got caught for cocaine and driving. I think he was going to go to prison. <clears throat> Instead of going to prison, he shot himself, killed himself. Um, they had a little brother who had a, like a bone density problem. Um, he wanted to be a professional wrestler, and he tried. Like brothers and shit. Um, but every time he would get in the ring, he'd break a bone. Fuck. And he got to a point where he just became an alcoholic and sad and depressed and shit. He shot himself and killed himself. And then I want to say there was another brother, too, that may have passed away or killed himself. There was like three of them that went out to the woods out there on the, their property and yeah. fucking and then, killed uh, themselves. Kevin Von Erich's the last one left alive, which he had a small He wasn't the best of all of them. Carrie was, I would say. And um, Carrie, Texas Tornado and WWF, like that was the pinnacle, I think, yeah. that any of them reached. Um, and but, then um, he wrestled in WCW, I think Carrie did for a little while. And then he moved to Hawaii and didn't fucking talk to nobody. And like <laughs> WWE brought out the... The history, the up, the rise and fall of WCCW, and like he did a couple of interviews for them, but pretty much he just been in Hawaii on this plantation raising these two fucking kids. It's like the last two Von Erich brothers. They, and they did an interview. Um, with they were on Ric Flair's fucking last match. Yeah, they uh, they wrestled the Briscoes on Ric Flair's last match yeah. actually. Um, they um, they did an interview with Busted Open Radio this last week. The Von Erichs did, and um, they basically have a Yellowstone type of thing going on. They still own the Von Erich Ranch in Texas. They just lived in Hawaii the whole entire time. Hmm. Well, the boys decided that, you know, now's their time. If they're going to make it into business, you know, now's the time they need to do it. Um, so they decided they were going to move from Honolulu back to Texas to the ranch. Um, one of them's married, I think, um, and the other one maybe is, but maybe not. But the other one talked about being married. Um, and then when they got ready to move back, their dad was like, well, where are you guys going? They're like, we're going to move back to Texas because, you know, we can't. <coughs> like, we're on the independent scene now. We can't just be in Hawaii. Or we're not ever going to make it or whatever. And he was like... Well, y'all can't just leave me behind. I'm coming with you. So he moved back to Texas with them. They're all now living on the Von Erich Ranch together. Um, he talked about um, his. There's something they call the magic tree that all the Von Erich boys played in when they were kids, and supposedly it gave them the strength to become the professional the wrestlers Erichs. that they were, or whatever. I guess. So they talk about this thing called the magic tree. And he's like, now all our kids can play in it and shit. And it's just it's this big, beautiful ranch and shit. And they they're paying people, they're letting people pay to do weddings on it and stuff like that. And that's crazy. And um, and all kinds of wild shit. But um, yeah, dude, they're back. And then Tony Khan thought it was an idea to. Good idea to curse them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I just think it's a neat story that they're able to be, they're on TV now and they're wrestling. We've been kind of talking about it, me and you, off and on for probably yeah. they were know, in MLW four or five years for now. Yeah, they were in MLW forever. So it's just pretty cool that they're actually out here now. Maybe AEW is not the most national scene thing, but it could get you know them in the eyes of WWE or somebody like that to pick them up later. So it's cool. And there ain't really never been a, like... Von Erich's in WWE like he had yeah. this short little run this Texas Tornado mm-hmm. and I mean they sold some shit sold some merch <laughs> with him and shit on it I think he had uh, let go for drug use. well it looks right here he's a Texas Tornado ended up being WWF Intercontinental yeah, Champion at one point Intercontinental yeah. Champion and uh, Texas uh, Tornado DDT Talking yeah, come from him. Made the tornado DDT. He all did all that shit. No one knew he had one leg the whole entire time he was doing that. He kept that a, a secret from this everybody. guy right here. Well, like like a tornado. Texas tornado. Looking yeah, coked he was, out looking he was footless. You see it on his face. He was down one foot. He was down one foot. <laughs> looking back. Now, I'm looking, looking at it. I don't see it. He's got boots on, I guess. Yeah, you can't see that he has one. Yeah, no one knew because he, he, the boot went all the way up to his knee and uh, attached and he put uh, a knee brace over the top of it. And he would always get dressed by himself. He never got dressed around people. So no one knew he had it. And he just kept it a complete secret from everyone for forever. The, I uh, didn't know about it until the movie that came out. And Kevin Von Erich talked about how his brother yeah. had one leg. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. We used to fucking look. He, dude, if you watch his matches, you go back and watch his matches, you cannot tell that he has one leg. He fucking runs and jumps and does everything that a fucking two-legged person can do and fucking probably damn near better. Just that athletic, I guess, but... When everybody talks about the free bird rule, too, like, but... Uh 
So, like, that's a tradition in WWE. Like, three people can defend the tag team champions. Hmm. And, like, we debate it back and forth all the time. Like, who's the best fucking tag team? Oh, they're, they're not a trio. Freebird rule, dude. But uh, the Freebird rule became a Freebird rule because they were wrestling the Von Erics. Mm-hmm. Like, WWE doesn't push as much. Well, when the New Day came around, they started pushing it. But before that, they never wasn't anything they ever, ever did. There was always just tag teams. They never did trios. WWE didn't. They always had this the two tag like Judgment Day does that shit now, right? A little bit, but I think Balor and, uh, and uh, well, no, they lost the tag titles, but Balor and Priest were the tag team champs together, and they were just, they were the only two defending it. Hmm. But, you know, there's always a, allowed to be a stand-in. Whatever. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, uh, AEW this week, uh, they kind of pushed the uh, the devil thing, or I guess it was last week, they try, they keep trying to push the devil thing. Um there's been a little bit of speculation on who that may be and people are still saying it's going to be Jack Perry and the big thing with it is because every time that you see the devil he's breaking glass over somebody <sighs> Jack Perry's whole thing was it was real glass you know right right um, there's also <coughs> speculation that Sally Sammy Callahan um, because I heard John Moxley's <clears throat> been pushing him Sammy Callahan pushing for Sammy Callahan to well, come in. and TNA I guess he does the shit with the TVs and the light flickers and whatnot. so people are like ooh he fucking flips the lights off it's gotta be Sammy Callahan I don't even I almost don't even care anymore <laughs> uh, well to me it's getting very is it Ric Flair Black Scorpion yeah. with Ric Flair in 1993 yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. or no 91 yeah, to me, it's what it feels like. Ric like. Flair was always the heavyweight champion, and then all of a sudden, like he had to drop out or some shit, and then they gave it to somebody else. If and it, then the first oops. challenger for it was the Black Scorpion, and like it was just a dude in a fucking black uh, ski mask. Yeah, Flair wasn't allowed to win the world title anymore, or whatever. Yeah, right? and uh, and he won it and won the title. And you're like, who the fuck is the Black Scorpion? And he took his mask off, and it was Ric Flair all along. And he's like, ah, loophole. Now I can be champ again. Because ah, I'm actually you. the Black Scorpion, not Ric Flair, but I am. So he retired, but he's coming back as Black Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he lost a match, I think, that said that Ric Flair could never be world heavyweight champion again. So he dressed up and came back as the Black Scorpion and fucking won the world. I think that's what happened. Or maybe I was. think that was his return after fucking WWE, right? The Black Scorpion thing? Yeah. I do believe so, yeah. Came, that's when he like came back. Jim Hurd came in and tried to fucking turn him into a gladiator, made him, mm-hmm. one, told him to shave his head, that Ric Flair gimmick was dead and shit, and uh, wanted to make him the gladiator, and Ric Flair was like, fuck you, and they didn't give him his $1,500 back for the belt, so he just showed up on WWE TV with it and was like, I'm the real world heavyweight <laughs> champion. And, uh, uh, it says here... Um, Black Scorpion debuted in the ring against Sting for his title, Class of the Champions, uh, 12, September 5th, 1990. Uh, wrestler playing before, him was, at the time, was Al Perez, who, according to Ric Flair, was supposed <laughs> yeah, to Flair wasn't Black Scorpion time. until his unmasking. That is, before he quit. Sting was about to unmask him when another Black Scorpion appeared on the entrance ramp, allowing the one that wrestled to escape. Uh, the Scorpion would incorporate amateur magic into his taunting above Sting by performing parlor tricks with members of the audience, presumably plants, uh, according to wrestling website magician Franz Harry. <laughs> Franz Harry performed the illusions? Never heard so of some other wrestler it Sounds like a magician to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... It was terrible. It's kind of good. I could... I, I read online that they wanted to give Edge a heel faction, so it's a possibility that it could be Edge underneath the mask, and it'd probably be like Luchasaurus and Christian with him, which would be stupid. They've been teasing him before Edge debuted, and then Edge debuted, and then they're going to unmask him as fucking the guy, too. That don't make no fucking sense. It's AEW. <laughs> um, it could be MJF himself still, which I think would ruin AEW, and they should probably take it off TV. I hope it's Tony Khan, man. That would be the best point. Of it was me! All along, yeah, dude. Ah, oh, you bastards. That's what I'd say. Um, and then uh, my guess the other day was, and I was laughing about it, because all these MLW guys are trying to get out of their contracts. Well, fucking the other night when they were on there, one of, the dudes, out, right? one of the dudes did this. When there's this Jacob Fatu, right? Was there whatever? Was there a big old fat fucking? One of the, well, the dude underneath the coat. The dude's got a bigger coat on than make him look mm-hmm. way kind of to hide I think who he what he looks like you know what I mean mm. so there is a, pa- a chance that there could be a Simone underneath there he's a Jacob Fatu that wrestled for them oh, yeah. it could be him I thought it would be kind of cool if like you said I, Enzo and then there's a bunch of MLW guys in this MLW invasion since they like the open door or forbidden door shit sweet. but all them guys are trying to actively get out of MLW I'm sure they would just join AEW at that point or whatever but I think it would be any invasion angle if it was Alex Hammerstone and I guess Enzo and fucking maybe Jacob, Jacob Fatu. Fatu. 
That'd be kind of cool. People are saying it's probably. I really want him to go to WWE though. <laughs> Me too. I think it'd be a smarter bloodline shit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Just keep carrying the bloodline shit on. Um, and then you know, there's actually still speculation that it could still be CM Punk, which made me laugh when I was reading that. <laughs> yeah, he'll just be on both shows. He'll be the first person to be on both shows at the same yeah. time, bro. <laughs> Forbidden door. So, but other than that, their show really hasn't been. I mean, they're doing the tournament, and I don't understand it. Their point system is very strange. The Continental Classic, and it's for the ROH. Whoever wins it becomes the ROH World Heavyweight Champion and gets to be the number one contender for the. AEW The Continental The Orange Cassidy's belt Oh They become the number one contender For that And the ROH the champion international champion Knocking out two birds With one stone That used to be called The Mid-Atlantic I think they should just dead North Atlantic They should just dead ROH uh, at this point <laughs> And just called AEW I don't know man But they gotta do their Jay Briscoe They've been barely Treading water for a while Mark Briscoe uh, They fucked that up they gotta do a tribute show for ROH, right? Know what they're doing? I think so. They what? fucked his whole career up, though. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking bring him in and make him. He could have been ROH champ by now, probably, and maybe right. that shit would have. Challenging for the AEW championship, the whole crowd would have been behind him. And maybe like a couple more people would have bought over. their streaming service. <laughs> what streaming service? <laughs> They ain't got one now Because of the fucking way They've been running their shit How are you gonna have Samoa Joe just be like I don't want this belt And fucking throw it down And walk out <laughs> And just shit all over Their own company That he bought for Fucking 10 million more dollars Than it really was, was, worth. was worth Just so WWE Couldn't do it Right <laughs> That's insane to me uh, Kenny Omega We talked about earlier He's got the diverticulitis We didn't talk about it on here yeah, I've seen Jericho England to be in the Continental Classic now because the whole storyline with Kenny and shit's dropped. Yeah. The Jets, the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. The Golden Jets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they add him to it now, that's kind of stupid, I feel like. I mean, I, the way they're doing it doesn't make sense anyway. Blue groups and red groups or whatever the fuck, Crips and Bloods. <laughs> and it's just confusing and... Oh, that was the other devil I, that, that I heard speculation on was the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, I've seen that too. There was a video shot and they said it looked a lot like Claudio underneath one of the masks at one point in time. Um, I would think it would be cool if it was fucking um, Aleister Black or Malachi Black. He's like, I'm the actual devil bitch, not you. Like, he's the one who does all the dark demonic shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Make no sense. For I, him mean, to I feel like it has to be a new mask, wrestler. But. I think they're gonna botch it up and it's gonna be Jungle Jack and fucking. It's gonna be Dolph Ziggler. Ooh, yeah. The devil Nick Nemeth. <laughs> Maybe. There's, oh, I got a list of all the people that are actually gonna be. There are free agents right now from December WWE. 20th, I think, is their non compete clause ending. All the people that got released 90 days ago. Yeah, find it real quick. It's uh, Mustafa Ali. He was in charge of a group one time, wasn't he? I don't he? think he's a catch. Aaliyah, Shelton Benjamin, which I thought it could be. Shelton could be under one of those big dudes underneath those. Yeah, Shelton I mean, could be he's one. He's kind of old. Rick Boogs. That'd make no sense, but it'd be interesting. <laughs> I like Rick Boogs. Dana Brooke. Dude, when they do, I, this is one that got me when the old boy threw up the fucking Hawaiian symbols. Old Dabukato. He used to do that. <laughs> he used to do that shit. I mean, I think Dabukato might land somewhere. Elias. Oh yeah He's got to pop up Somewhere too like, It could be him with The walk with Elias shit Man, You haven't seen him In forever Whoa, like, What the devil Three years and shit Look too much like His Macho drifter Man. character Was really good On NXT And then like I don't know I mean he got a lot of heat On the main roster Doing the songs and shit But they never start, gave him a chance They let him start Talking as well Got a big head I mean uh, I've never heard of Quincy Elliott But whoever he is They let him go uh, <coughs> U- Ulyssa Leon Never heard of her. Uh, Mason Mansoor. Yeah. Or Mache, I'm sorry. Uh, Riddick Moss. It's, it's Mache? Yeah, Mache and Mansoor. It's not Mace? No, it's Mache. Mache. It's his, I, I didn't even tune, tune in long enough to know that. It's, I only heard it like twice. <laughs> That's the only reason I, I called know. it Mason Mansoor this whole time. Um, well, it was Mace, but then they became the maximum male model. Oh, yeah, and, and he's Mache. And became Mache and Mansoor. With Max Dupree. Yeah. And, uh, or LA Knight. <laughs> Uh, Riddick Moss Matt Riddle He also does the fucking Ooh, With his fingers I hope Ooh, not Isn't he in like on the 
edge of a meltdown and shit. Not not Tony Condors. I mean, he hired Jeff Hardy, bro. <laughs> Fuck, you think he's worried about Matt Riddle's fucking breakdowns? He's probably hoping to get him a porno chick by hiring Matt Riddle. <laughs> uh, Cocaine parties at the hotel. <laughs> Shanky. The fucking Indian dude who was doing the dancing, the weird dances, so then trying he's to... He's big as fuck, too, ain't he? Yeah, he's a big dude. Um, Top Dalla ain't gonna be him. Nah. He's a big, big chubby one. And fucking Dolph Ziggler, who you said earlier. My guess on the... If it's gonna be any of those WWE guys, it would be Dolph Ziggler and maybe, like, Rick Boogs and Riddick Moss, I could see as, like, his henchman or something like that. If, if it is a couple of WWE guys, I could see it being those guys. Hmm. Uh... I think we already spent too much time talking about AEW. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't Cody, think there's anything of value. Cody, well, I mean, MJF's about the only thing of value I feel like, and they're not writing him very well right now. But uh, Cody Rhodes did an interview, and he said that he 100% thinks that Cody Rhodes, or I mean that MJF will be in WWE at some point. Um, his potential, his personality, and his overall professionalism will bring him Complimented on beefing up, too, because MJF's been, pack, MJF's been packing the... Fucking wait on professionalism. Professionalism, yeah. And who knows if what they're allowed to take and not take between AEW and WWE. I'm sure yeah. the drug testing is a little bit different. <laughs> um, Might be required at one place. Also, um, Tony Khan, um, he did um, for the ROH Final Battle Media Scrum. Um, he said AEW is to be under constant attack. You do a great show, and the next day somebody's saying something negative. You do five great shows in a row, somebody's saying something negative. You break the ticket record for most tickets ever sold. For any wrestling show in the history of the world, somebody has something bad to say about it. Also, look forward to fucking <laughs> Wembley next August. I don't just, I just don't think that's true. The, the most he throws that sold shit ever. in every fucking, every time he does an interview night, says everyone like, make sure like, to look forward to Wembley next August. The way he says it August. makes it true, but like... It's because he believes it. There's been bigger shows there. Yeah, he believes it, though. <laughs> but it's just funny that every time he does a media interview for anything, he's always like, hey, make sure to fucking wait We're for that. Look at our profits. Next August, for when we go back to Wembley again. <laughs> I just think it's funny. He always refers back to, wait, no, next August, look forward to when we go back to Wembley. It's like, you don't got Omega now. Your big match is gone. Him and Osprey and Omega was the big thing they were going to do next August. I, I think we lost. Kenny Omega that. ain't going to be back. Will Osprey made a mistake going to AEW. Well, I mean, how can you predict fucking... Well, no, maybe he didn't because he's going to get a couple million dollars from Every, somebody like Tony Khan. Everybody knows that Kenny Omega's been downhill since his belt collector days. Well, I mean, say Will Osprey signs a four-year deal with AEW. Gets seven million. He's still young, too. Right? Still has a chance to go to WWE after that and actually finish his career and make another few million dollars and have one or two big matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, with no. Probably like MJF. I've been waiting. That's a real indie groundswell that I followed. You know, Briscoe's and fucking Will Ospreay was the best yeah, one in the Yeah, you used to league. talk about him and Ricochet's his match all the time. Dude, it was good. And I cared not for any of it. <laughs> all right, so I found this on the internet. I thought it'd be fun to do. I don't know. You can play too chunky if you want. Let's play. Right. Yeah. So you got to pick one of these people and you got to put them in the WWE Hall of Fame. AJ Lee, Jeff Hardy, or Christian? Yeah. Who are we going with? Oh, whoever you want. Who are you picking? For yourself. Uh, you know who Jeff Christian, Hardy is. You know Christian. who Christian is. And yeah. AJ Lee, CM Punk's I mean, wife. Christian's the most deserving I'm of go, Yeah, yeah it's easy, Christian. I don't know. Jeff AJ Hardy. Lee also kicked off a women's revolution. They don't talk about it because she, boy, she walked out and quit at the time. Was that? She it was the, like a year after CM Punk quit, though. She did the female pipe bomb thing, remember? And then right. Paige ended up beating her at WrestleMania that year. But she came out and called them all a bunch of fucking divas and blah, blah, blah. And that yeah. she was an actual wrestler. Yeah, she was the first anti-diva or whatever. Right. And they kind of forget, make you forget about that. I mean, she's deserving, but I just don't think she'd participate. Uh, you know, Jeff Hardy probably would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Was he not a piece of shit human being? She going Christian as well? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Christian too. It's weird that Edge is already in there and Christian isn't. Yeah, of course Christian goes in second. All right, now you got to push one. Uh, Grayson Waller, Bailey... Or fucking, um, oh, fucking, I can't think of his name. Johnny Sameface. Johnny Sameface? Johnny Gargano. Johnny Sameface, <laughs> you know, Johnny Gargano. Who gets the push out of those three? In 2024, who are you pushing? Grayson Waller, because he's got the TV show Grayson Waller effect, you know. <sighs> Bailey or Johnny Gargano? 
You gotta get one the like big it. push. I mean, Bailey. I you gotta guess, push one to the title in 2024. Who you gonna push? Bailey. I'm gonna go Bailey. Yeah. Go Bailey. She's like the least. Ryan just started watching, so he probably really doesn't know any of these new guys. Which, really, say the say the names again. Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I don't know any of those. Bailey no. and uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, so, like in NXT with this women's revolution thing, there's like four main wrestlers. Um, the women's rev- revolution, fucking Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, and fucking uh, Mercedes Monet. Uh, Jerry said Sasha, Becky, 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 two belts and shit. And uh, I feel like Bailey's the least respected out of the four of them. Probably deserves a fucking world title run. I give it to Bailey, probably. Mm. The other two fucks, I don't know, She's, know who they are. Well, Johnny Gargano's been in a lot of really good matches in NXT. It's just he's a small guy. Johnny Gargano. I like the name. I'm going to go with he's that guy. Mr. Wrestling. Grayson Grace Waller. He's kind of a tiny don't, guy. It's technical matches. He's like an Australian dude. He's had a shot like two or three times. And Grayson Waller's MJF PG. Yeah. Tries to uh, just talk. Australian like, also. Like he tries to like make I guess I kind of want to say him just because I'd like, like to see. Like in a PG way. Like instead of saying you fucking Mark, he'd be like, oh, you freaking Mark, you. Uh, and I'd, like, uh, WWE like, I'd like to see WWE this, go to Australia. Can you believe it? Have like a major PLE in Australia. So, I mean, I guess Grayson Warren wouldn't be the worst choice. Meh. Like fucking Royal Rumble fucking Sydney. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then the last one is you got to give one world title reign: CM Punk, Gunther, or Cody Rhodes in 2024. I feel like Cody is the most deserving right now. Yeah, but who's going to put the butts in the seats? <laughs> It'll be bullshit if CM Punk dethrones Roman Reigns. I'll be fucking pissed about that. I don't know if he's going to dethrone Roman Reigns, but I think that he's going to end up beating Seth at WrestleMania, and then I think old That's boy's going. I think old boy's going to cash in on CM Punk and beat CM Punk then, and take the title from him at WrestleMania. Mm. He'll win it and then lose it in the same Damian night, and Priest. then Damian Priest and CM Punk can go and have a thing. Seth Rollins can fix his back. Why Randy Orton's not going to come by and take the? Nah, I don't think so. I think Randy. He's Orton's all about bringing a new group of kids up. Ran- I think Randy Orton's wrestling a guy wrestling Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble for the world title. I don't think he's even going to be in the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah. I don't think they've wrestled that many times. Roman and Randy? Yeah. I don't think so either. A couple. Well, they put him out in that one. Well, I mean, he was hurt already, but they put him out. <laughs> wink, wink. But other than that, I mean, maybe in some tag team matches. I think they wrestled with each other. I mean, you got to think CM Punk's thinking about dethroning Roman Reigns and that being a possibility. Uh, yes. That would fucking piss everybody off. They're not going to do it with Gunther, though. Gunther deserves a shot at some point. He had uh what was it? Did he did it, he win the He's the inter- he's like the longest reigning intercontinental didn't he win like Royal Rumble? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he? What no, he he no, he didn't. He got down to like last two though. Yeah, right? last yeah. two. He had a real good showing at the Royal Rumble the last year. The last year the one we went to? Yeah. No, no, no. no the no. one we watched here. We ain't gone in like three years, Clint. No, I'm saying the one that we watched here last year. Oh, watched here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Undertaker on his Six Feet Under podcast asked if he thought that Dustin Rhodes would be uh, Hall of Fame worthy for this year. But he's I don't still think in he, AEW, right? I don't think he's out of contract this yeah, year. He's still in AEW, yeah. but he's deserved to go for a long time. Other than the Undertaker, the only other character that's lasted longer than the Undertaker is Gold Dust. And that's what the Undertaker said. He's like, well, he's with AEW right now, but I think at some point he goes, he goes that way, and then I couldn't see too much time probably going by that he wouldn't be inducted. So I don't think. I think with Cody being in WWE, I would imagine that Dustin will end up being back before probably. You never know. He could, Monster Factory is coming, ain't it? He could pop in at the Royal Rumble if he gets out of contract. I don't know when his contract with AEW is up, so it might be interesting to see Gold Dust in the Royal Rumble again, right? Especially if him and Cody end up wrestling against I mean, each other. Maybe just had an old guy come in and do it. Well, I'm thinking our old guys this year might end up being like Ken Shamrock. Oh. That'd be fucking sweet. And or yeah, that would be awesome. It wouldn't be cool if we got X Pac and Ken Shamrock this year. I'm done talking about X Pac <laughs> and Royal Rumble. <laughs> I've been waiting for like <laughs> six fucking years. He's always talking about it. Yeah. I bought tickets to Royal Rumble to come see it because he's in crazy shape <laughs> and still. He's still and I can't a flop dick motherfucker. Until I don't not see it again one more time, I won't. 
He's still in too good a shape and talking about wrestling to not <coughs> pop up in it, especially when Triple H is running the company. You know his butthole fell out one time in a wrestling match? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like his move used to be the Bronco Buster and shit. Uh, it was like... He tore his asshole open, right? Just getting rehabbed off being a fucking meth addict and shit. Like, he was so fucking bad, he was like using water from a Mexican toilet to fucking mix to shoot up fucking meth in the bathroom and shit at a bar. And, uh... He got clean and shit and went back on the circuit and tried to do the Bronco Buster and he had a prolapsed anus. Describe the Bronco Buster. So you throw them in the corner, they get down, fucking sat down in the corner, and you run and jump and put both legs and kind of fucking yeah. put your crotch in their face. Put yeah, your so in he face, prolapsed his fucking, anus in this dude's face. He did the Bronco Buster and it resulted in a prolapsed anus. Well, what had happened was they... The bottom tor- turnbuckle had been torn off. Yeah. And when the bottom turn- torn- torn- turnbuckle was torn off, there's like a little fucking metal knot thing sure. that sits down there. Because when they turn the turnbuckles and they turn it in, they fucking screw in a hook. Yeah. And so fucking his asshole hit that hook and busted open. And then he wrestled for like another 20, 30 minutes. And Woo! fucking he had done it before a long time ago and they just sew them back up or whatever you know kind of sew yeah. back up well he did it he did sew it. them back up sew their anus back yeah. up into the hole yeah. just here let me well that didn't that happen back up there that, for you. that didn't had never happened yeah, to like him one before. of them water slinkies that had oh. never happened <laughs> yeah. yeah that had never happened to him before but he had cut his leg so when he did it he couldn't see behind himself so he didn't think like when he actually tore his asshole open he didn't think right. it was that bad so he went back to his hotel room or whatever and like took a shower and whatever and fucking like woke up the next morning and was like the shit hey. Sock. Well, no, the bleeding just wouldn't stop. Pink sock. So he had to he, he had to go to the he had to go to the hospital and shit. And fucking the whole entire time, the hospital was thinking he got he got raped and shit. Motherfuckers, like buttholes like and Audi. And he had to tell me he was a professional wrestler. Uh, but he almost died because he didn't go to the hospital. He showed up right away because his rectum was hanging out. What the? <laughs> so Steady stayed at the hotel room and blood. Gives a different meaning to the <laughs> sweatpants season. He was on a bunch of, dr- he was on a bunch of crazy drugs and <laughs> shit. Is that your butthole hanging out? So. Uh, he was in Mexico and he was on a bunch of crazy wow. drugs too. So. Nice intense, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> other wildly, dude. <laughs> yeah. He probably didn't have insurance. Or fucking wrestling. Well, no, probably not. You know, limited <laughs> because you need your drugs and whatnot. So if I can let the asshole bleed, I'll be fine. Let's scab over. It'll scab over. It'll be all right. That's right. Yeah. Wrestling ain't getting paid. <laughs> so, um, also, um, AJ Styles, since we're talking about WWE, AJ Styles came return, back. Right? He's yeah. jacked now, right? Yeah, he's fucking huge. All these guys are huge. CM Punk's huge. Like he, in, in between the couple weeks he left AEW to come to WWE, he like cut a little bit of weight and got like fucking the Giants, super man. huge. I guess. I don't know. He looks like he's in a good mood, too. CM Punk Steroids. Is. I mean, UFC is part ownership now with them, so they're probably able to train and do a lot of stuff that UFC fighters are that you know in that type of way that they weren't allowed to do before, as far as like the drugs that they take. I don't know. We're living <laughs> in the wild west. The WWE should. I never thought I'd see Very it get sold. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. I, I remember the joke rolling around. They're gonna get sold to Disney forever. Yeah, like every April first, somebody'd send you a fucking text that said WWE sells to Disney, and you'd be like, "What?" Panic for a second, and then be like, "No, no, no, that'll never happen." Fucking Mickey Vince Mouse versus Steve Austin. Vince will be in dies. Mickey Mouse is the world champ and shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not far off from that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Vince's hands no more, really. Yeah, if it'd been Vince's future. hands, it probably would be Amazon. Disney Prime buys Bible. a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, I ain't saying by the end it ain't gonna own it. Eventually, they might be the only fucking TV station out there. I bet you in the next five years they own it. Go turn on our Disney box. Well, WWE's getting ready to sign a new TV deal, so it'll be at least at least (laughs) at least five to eight years, probably before anybody else tries to take another West. Price we had to pay to purge ourselves of commercials. You guys got that new Disney phone. <laughs> it, it just depends really how much more Disney violent sports decide to get. Plus. Like if we keep getting bored with the sports we're watching, eventually gladiators and shit got to come back, right? So <clears throat> let's have people legit killing each other on TV, and we'll be like, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. That slap sports coming, getting pretty big. I don't like that shit. You don't like it? No, I like it. Too brutal. Some of them oh, have fun. Humongous lumps on the side of their head, and it's like they obviously should stop it, and they don't. <sighs> hey, man, if you're willing to put your body through that for my entertainment. Thank you. I will watch it. Yeah. All right. I got <laughs> outside of AJ Styles turning heel and fucking beating up LA Knight, which made me awfully sad. 
Like, I don't have anything else for wrestling, really, unless, I mean, we want to talk about Royal Rumble, but we already know what's going to happen with the Royal Rumble, I think. What, Cody's going to win? I think that's what's going to happen, yeah. If not, CM Punk wins it. Well, it definitely comes down between the two of them. Randy Orton, too, probably. Mm-hmm. And maybe... If he's like, in it, if not, Randy Solo wrestles Roman, and he ain't going to wrestle twice, he's going to fuse neck. Yeah. He ain't going to do... T- yeah, he ain't... Randy Orton's done with two days. I bet he only does TV tapings, too, now. Just fine. I'm not saying he needs Got to be out Shawn there on Michael the road. schedule. Right. He, he, he was angling for that shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, he had badass shoulders. Probably should have been doing it anyway. He, good portion of his young career that's gone because he tried to do sideways frog splashes and shit. So, uh... Are we ready for the fucking high spot of the week, then? Well, I got one more thing that I think would be fun to do real quick, and I don't, you guys can join in, too, if you want. It's, it's kind of pick your dream faction, but these are the people that you have to pick for it. You don't get to pick who you want. I mean, kind of. So you got your powerhouse, right? You can have Batista, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Goldberg, or Kane. Batista fits the role more. Of the powerhouse, not Brock yeah. Lesnar? Not in that faction. Yeah. Lesnar's never been in a faction. I mean, so that would be a way to take him, I guess. But he a lone wolf. That's his whole thing. He up in the fucking mountains in Canada hunting and fucking butchering yeah. pigs and shit by Carrying himself. fucking trees on his back and shit. Come in, fucking clock in, beat ass, clock out. <laughs> so you're, fucking woods. So Batista, who you going you, you to pick somebody, Chunky? What were they again? Batista, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Goldberg, or Kane? Uh, I go Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Run you up. <laughs> so, I like Batista more than I like um, Brock Lesnar. I like Batista more than I like Goldberg. I like Kane probably a little bit more than than Batista, but he's For not that. as agile as Batista. And as, I think Batista's probably the best bet. I like Kane just because Kane's like me, you know, like my childhood favorite. Faction. It'd be a weird faction with Kane. But I'd, I'd go with before Batista. Ministry, I'd call him the muscle of that group. I, I wouldn't pick Batista because he gets injured all the time. He always have a world title match and be gone for six months. That's he's the enforcer, though. Like, he ain't got to have his force. Though. He just got to fucking stand in the back. I think Goldberg should have never been any bigger than a fucking staying behind my fucker mm-hmm. tough guy. I agree. Roman Reigns, that's where he got to start too. And here's, I mean, the shield shit, that was pretty good. I think I'm going with Kane because you put his brain in a parakeet zing fly backwards. <laughs> that's my powerhouse. I think uh, there were some choice words before that. <laughs> but. Uh, so you need to pick your high flyer. Uh, Rob Van Dam, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Vader, or Eddie Guerrero. The high flyer? High flyer of the group. What Rey Mysterio. Rob Van Dam, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Vader, or Eddie Guerrero. AJ. Uh, it's funny to me that Vader gets Vader, on the high I flyer. I can't fucking think of the rest of them you're saying because I AJ was Styles. to say Vader again as a high flyer, and I was yeah. like. This is a moonsault. Yeah, I mean, and I think he does an elbow wrong. drop at one time too. <laughs> All top ropes. I mean, he's I'd go uh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. That's would you say, Rob Van Dam? Rob Van Dam, Rey Mysterio, Rey AJ Mysterio Styles, for me. Rey Mysterio, Mysterio is the greatest high flyer of all time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I pick. So if I'm thinking about build, building a faction, Batista's the muscle and shit. I think I'm off to go RVD. RVD is a good choice. That is a good I choice. A good, good, good and Kane were as well. I say that's what I was thinking about picking because him and T- Kane were actual tag team at one time, but I, th- I think I go with AJ Styles. I mean, he's a lot of can't lot go of, wrong with AJ Styles. A lot of badges on his belts, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he won a lot. Okay, uh, your tag team: the Usos, Edge and Christian, the New Day, the Dudley Boys, or the Hardy Boys? <laughs> Dudley Boys. So I've got Batista and I've got. RVD. I'm going ENC all day long. Edging Christian. Yeah. Those are my guys. Those are my. That's my favorite 90s. Night, the Hardys like, was midnight. on the list. If New Age Outlaws was on here, I'd take them, that's but they're right. not. So I'm yeah, going Edging Christian. Hardys are there. Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, The New Day, Edging Christian, or The Usos. Any of them would be a good pick, though. Yeah, I'm going E and C because they. I think so, I'd have. So I want to go with Hardys because, like, the point of a stable is to see how they grow into the future, and I kind of know how the Hardys turned out. And about the new. Day. That's why you're picking them. No, no, no. I was, oh, whoa. I was drawn towards it. I was like, uh, damn, bro. If that's why you're picking them, fuck your your faction's going down in flames. Your heart foundation. The Dudleys. The Dudleys. That's a good faction. Yeah. Best yeah. tag team in the world. Yeah. Most decorated yeah. tag team in the world. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yep. 
Who'd you say, Chunky? New Day. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. I mean, there's three of them. Biggie fucking can't wrestle no more. Broke neck. But I think he's talking about returning though. Yeah, probably in like a manager or announcer capacity. I wouldn't let him wrestle again. He's broken. He did that (laughs) commercial, remember? And he couldn't turn. His head was cocked to one side in the preview. Like the whole entire time, his head was cocked to one side. I mean, because he can't move his head from left to right (laughs) anymore. He's doing the protocols to see if he can wrestle again. But he's lucky to be walking around right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they would. I, if I was and then that I'd, other motherfucker that broke his neck hurt some motherfucker in NXT last week. Yeah, Ridge Holland. He hurt uh, Elio Driganov. Driganov. Yeah. That's their NXT champion. Injury pro man hurting fucking actual. Decent he also hurt workers. somebody else too a few weeks bef- before that. I can't remember who it was. He belly belly suplexed him again and hurt him, and, and he and then he was like, "Oh, dude, dude, wasn't me." A guy said he wanted to take the move. It's like you just fucking shouldn't do that move. It's like Seth Rollins powerbomb people in the turnbuckle. <laughs> Which he still does. All right, your manager, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman, Paul Bear, or Don Callis. Paul Heyman. And anytime you have the option to have Paul Heyman as your manager, as a professional wrestler, you will go to the next level with Paul Heyman as your fucking manager. What kind not. of what's 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 the difference between him and anybody else? Like, what kind, of, what kind of decision Paul Heyman making that everybody else Constantly isn't? fresh, constantly new, always original, and he knows how to fucking work a crowd. Like, this motherfucker took his 12, it was bar mitzvah money, right? And fucking bought a printing machine and printed a fucking wrestling newspaper and talked his way into Madison Square Garden as the press uh, backstage for Vince McMahon's dad and ended up in a fucking booking room with fucking... Uh, Dusty Rhodes, who is like the fucking backstage fucking wrestling brain, and uh, and he's just been in the fucking history since. His past clients include fucking Stone Cold, Brian Pillman, fucking sure, uh, Brock Lesnar, fucking Roman Reigns, CM Punk, fucking. Uh, I mean, the Dangerous Alliance had fucking Rick Rude in it, fucking Medea, uh, Medusa. So is he just Steve essentially? Austin. I mean, is he is he's a star creating, maker, creating Jack. characters for these yeah. people? I mean, just shows him the psychology of it. Shows you how to cut a promo. Fucking, you are more valuable standing next to Paul Heyman than good to helping person. people. So, yeah, good at helping people untap. You know what I mean? I like or tap half in, of my man- half of my manager fucking uh, uh, shit. And my job comes from fucking Paul Heyman philosophy. He's good at bullshitting a motherfucker in enough to believe well, in the character. He had all of ECW right. showing up, putting their lives on the fucking line, and making zero fucking money. Rob Van Dam, fucking Taz, fucking... Some people weren't even getting uh, Jerry Lynn, Tommy Dreamer. All those motherfuckers showed up for work for free. Fucking Tommy Dreamer almost word, killed yeah. himself when fucking uh, Paul Heyman showed up on... WWE TV after ECW shut down he's like this motherfucker owes me money he's a great inspirational and, uh, speaker honestly there's yeah, a if you ever like, watch Beyond the Mat there's he shows one of his his inspirational so he gets spot, fired from WCW it's cool they, and like they always shit on him like they're always like because he, he's super fucking annoying sure. really in like a creative meeting and like almost if like you get the Paul Heyman rub it's like a bad deal backstage like people are like alright Paul I'm fucking tired of hearing about fucking CM Punk and uh Fucking, uh, he went to WCW, fucking, uh, uh, got fired from there. Like, every manager hand has, like, that thing that they hit you with that fucking turns the whole fucking match around. He always carried the fucking old 80s cell phone with it. His name <laughs> was John yeah, Zach Moore's cell phone. Yeah, and, uh, had a lawsuit with them, left, fucking was out of the fucking wrestling game, and then decides to have this punk underground fucking ECW extreme championship wrestling, and, like, it. I mean, that's where, like, the Attitude Era fucking came from and shit. Like, Vince McMahon refined that and came up with Stone Cold and The Rock and shit. And, uh, and then it folded, and he worked for fucking Vince forever. Now he's, like, just star-making fucking CM Punk, Brock Lesnar. So then what you're he's saying... He's had a few duds. Ryback, fucking uh, uh, Kurt Hennig's kid. That was because uh, he had a stupid name. Axel, <laughs> R- Axel, whatever. Nigel Curtis McGillicuddy. Axel. <laughs> um, that, oh, he's Michael McGillicuddy, Michael and then he was Curtis Axel after Curtis that. Curtis Axel. Um, so basically you're picking Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who else was on Jimmy the list. Jimmy Hart, uh, Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, the mouth of the South, Paul Heyman, Paul Bear, and Don Callis. I'm going with Jimmy Hart. What's Paul? I mean, like Paul Bear, like Undertaker's. You know. <laughs> I don't. I just 
Aside from that, I don't know what else he did for him. So I, don't know. Uh, I mean, so he started in WCCW as Percy Pringle, and he actually had a mortician license. And uh, so you, have, you used to have to have a mortician's license to buy a coffin. So like the whole Attitude Era, that Undertaker I was having coffin matches and shit. They used Bruce Pritchard used Percy <laughs> Pringle's okay. mortician license to buy actual coffins. <clears throat> And then, like, just had iconic matches, match after yeah. match at WrestleMania and shit with The I Undertaker. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably go with... You, you've you sold me on following. <laughs> probably take I hope so. It like makes a, sense because, I mean, he... Jesus Christ. I'm going with Bobby Heenan. Uh, the weasel. I think that... Because um, Kane never was supposed to be able to talk, so he'd be a good talker for Kane. AJ Styles don't need to talk because he, you know, he talks in the ring, and Bobby Heenan would just. I think AJ Styles would talk, and Bobby Heenan would run circles around him. Even if so, you know what I mean. Bobby AJ Styles Heenan wouldn't know so for talking back in the day either. So I kind of like him more as an announcer than a manager, but and him with Edge and Christian, I think would have been an extremely awesome dynamic too. Yeah. And him with all them guys in their group would have been. You should really cool. go back and watch the Bobby Heenan story on Peacock. I'm gonna have to do that now. I got this whole. Uh, he had like Johnny life. Carson level fucking quick wit like had his own TV show on WWF for a little while and like him and the him and Gorilla Monsoon as a like they were they were the announcers of WWE during Hulkamania's fucking rise and shit but like Bobby Heenan just always talked shit about Hulkamania the whole time like knew he was a rotten piece of shit his whole life <laughs> the and whole thing, and yeah. like, uh, wear the weasel outfit yeah well, yeah the two weasel matches he's from Minnesota fucking uh uh I can't remember who he, who he had to wrestle, who he wrestled to lose yeah but what was the organization in Minnesota shit I don't know I can't remember oh my god you're stupid we've been talking about your whole life WCCW <laughs> no that was that was fucking Texas with the Von Erics mm. talking motherfucking NWA he, they were part of the uh, AWA Jesus AWA. fucking Christ let's say Mid-Atlantic after that uh, Lake Minnetonka <laughs> and the fucking lakes shores of Lake Minnetonka comes AWA you fire yourself in the waters <laughs> Lake Minnetonka uh, that motherfucker killed a guy in the uh the leader of AWA, the guy oh. started it. Okay. Uh, I was talking about Prince. I was like, of course he killed a guy with his fucking guitar. Ganya. Slayed <laughs> it so hard. Ganya. He murdered a motherfucker. <laughs> Greg Ganya. Greg was a son. Greg Vern. Vern Ganya. Vern Ganya. He uh, got dementia and went to a nursing home. Oh, yeah. And fucking threw his roommate down on the ground, fucking put him in a submission movie how killed many, him. How many wrestlers end up with dementia? Probably a lot of them. Uh, I don't know. They probably kill themselves first or die. I think so. A lot of headshots, yeah, bro. A lot of yeah. headshots. All right, and I mean, finally, for a while, wrestlers didn't live over like the age of fifty-eight. And finally, old wrestler. This last one will be easy for Dick. Um, your leader, the Undertaker, John Cena, Triple H, Chris Jericho, or Hulk Hogan. So my group would be Hulk Hogan, Batista, Rob Van Dam, and the Dudley Boys. I think so that was Aces and Eights, wasn't it? The NWO. I think that was Aces and Eights. Kind of, and, and <laughs> a little bit, but minus Batista. I mean, I can't not go with Hulk Hogan, I feel. I don't even know who the you other ones to. were again. Uh, Undertaker, John Cena, Triple H, and Chris Jericho. Outside of Hulk Hogan. Depends I, you want a heel I, faction, you want to... I feel like Jericho would be the leader of the group that I'd formed, but I gotta... If you have the option of having Hulk Hogan managed by Paul Heyman, like the two best at it... I mean, he not. fits with Batista as well. Movie um, star? Um, Cultural phenomenon. Rob Van Dam kind of fits with him. You think Scott Hall? <laughs> yeah. I think I'd go Triple H. Triple H. I mean, you can't. You can't. Like he's the boss now. So that's, like, I think that's who I might pick for my fact. He's I the think. one that decides whether you have belts and shit on, and like how yeah. much you're featured and how much you're on the fucking lunchboxes. You, you, you remember in '92 when Ric Flair came to WWF and Bobby Heenan was his manager and he was like straight heel. <laughs> yeah. There was no funny stuff. I think that he would be a great straight heel manager for Triple H too. Oh, Bobby uh, Heenan, oh, Triple yeah. H. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's who'd be the leader of my group. I think I'm going to say John Cena. Ooh, and I'm going to I'm going to go going back and I'm going to change faction. this a little bit. He's going for the good guy group. So, well, no, John straight, Cena came. I straight heel faction. No, we're going to be we're going to be strange here. We're going to be. <sighs> I'm going to go back and say, uh, um, oh, what was uh, Percy? Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle. I'm going to take him as and have him turn my whole my whole faction dark Undertaker style. Dark John Cena. Dark John Cena. Dark. Uh, John Cena. Cena. 
watch John. Dark Deadly Boys. <laughs> and then uh, he gets Undertaker by design them. And what was the bottom? What was the first? Or first Batista. 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 Oh, Batista. Yeah, I missed Batista. on Kane on that. The same Deacon Batista yeah. proper run. <laughs> Deacon, yeah. Do you know that? Do you know how Batista fucking came to WWE on the main roster? Mm. So like he was in OVW and like their class of fucking. He's with Jan, John Cena, right? John Cena, Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think that was the class right there or whatever. But yeah. uh, they brought him to the fucking main roster on SmackDown right as they did the first draft and they split the Dudley Boys. And Devon went to SmackDown and became a uh, preacher Devon and like come out and spread the good word. Yeah. And Batista was his deacon and would like come out with this big chain around his neck. He was a Leviathan. He was Leviathan in OVW and had like makeup on and shit. Leviathan. And he kind of was like half-assed that, but then he put a white collar on and staying behind fucking Devon with a chain or with a box collecting money. Making people put money in it. Fucking Deacon (laughs) Batista with his arms hanging out with his preacher outfit. It's fucking goofy, man. (laughs) It didn't last very long. They sent him to Raw and put him on yeah. Evolution or whatever. Yeah, they repackaged him and came in as Evolution with Ric Flair and Triple H and Randy Orton and that whole thing's history. Just as Batista. Yeah. yeah. Evolution. Yeah, it's a good good group. But Dave. Triple H always say. Anyway, that's all we got for the show today, this spot. week. Well, I mean, other than the high spot. <laughs> I was going to get to that in a second. And then I don't know if we're going to come back and try to do a Christmas show next week. We come back next week and talk about our favorite wrestling Christmas moments, maybe. To see what everybody else feels well, like. My uh, my high spot's a little bit of a Christmas moment. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's we don't the, have to. Uh, return of fucking Mick Foley to the independent scene. I read that this, this morning in Santa Claus, right? ICW, it's like a fucking death match, fucking weird ass wrestling, fucking light tubes and shit. They're oh, in yeah. The of a chain, like the ropes were chains. I seen a video of it. And, uh,. Mick Foley's known for dressing up as Santa Claus and shit and yeah. all of a sudden Santa comes out of the crowd during this I don't even know who was wrestling a couple fucking idiots that are smashing themselves with nails and shit and uh out pops fucking Mick Foley with his fucking two by four fucking barbed wire thing and fucking hits one of them in the gut and right as he did that fucking dude come off did a fucking cross body block and got the one two three got the assist from Santa Mick <laughs> oh yeah Mine is uh, CM Punk cutting the promo and telling people that he'd, he'd be terrible if he was, you know, I don't know who'd want to mess with him. He throws a bunch of punches in the back room and all that. And, uh, his trip to NXT. His in WWE been weak. His, well, I, it's probably because no one in WWE watches AEW. <laughs> like, what the fuck's he talking about? I don't even Bruce know what is the fuck like, he's talking what? about. Uh, his also, when he was in NXT, I thought it was pretty cool. He uh, went cut to... cut it from the Pacock. Well, the, the, the rewatch they cut. So if you watched it live, they didn't cut it out. But if you rewatched it, they cut it all out so you couldn't see it, which I thought was crazy. Um, I don't know so why weird. they did that. Maybe because the segments weren't very good. And the one was a real segment where he actually pulled a girl aside out of her her like interview. And was like, I'm proud of you. And she started, she's supposed to be cutting the heel interview. And she started crying and shit. So I think that's part of the reason why. But he's been going around doing cool shit like that. So he's terrible cancer. Terrible cancer. Should never be a part of any wrestling. Say <laughs> so the journey to... His high spots the uh, cage match from Random Raw. <laughs> he's gonna right now, I guess my, you could say my high spot would be getting Peacock and getting in back into it because I haven't been into wrestling um, in so long before. But like coming back and hanging out with you guys, I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. You know, I'm starting to kind of get into it. But now um, I'm getting into it, and that's that's kind of been my high spot. And bringing my kids into it too, they're, mm-hmm. they're starting to be interested. You just showed them the hard shit right off the bat. You're wanting King of the Ring, <laughs> fully going off the cage. That's what. Well, that's real wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. right out of the gate, man. That's five thousand dollars shirt and shit. Yeah, well, that's when the Rock. Well, I give away too many spoilers, but he's <laughs> spoilers. He want to go and watch it. Twenty five years be later, surprising. <laughs> he's never seen it. So anyway, we'll be back when we're back. Have a good week, everybody. All right, yeah. see ya. Thirty two. Right.